Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics, which are going to educate and empower others. And give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. Welcome back, friends. Hi, everyone. We are so excited to be back. (laughs) And, you know, the new year always is a great opportunity for a fresh start and really just kind of getting back into the swing of things and you know whatever I don't think we even talked about like resolutions or anything but just like getting back into the swing of things or like I said just having that opportunity to set some intentions and so you know hopefully you guys are all doing that and figuring out you know what's going to be kind of your plan for this like second half of the school year. Yeah, I think that that is really our focus for January is helping our listeners kind of see what is like at the end, right? Because so often parents are just living their every day or even administrators and then all of a sudden it's May, right? And the school year's ending. So our hope yeah. is that with our guests this month and us just kind of reminding you like, hey, if you want those IEPs, like let's get them in if we're transitioning, like February is a good time to have those transition IEP meetings. The middle schools aren't inundated with their own IEPs, you know, if you're going from elementary to middle school. So it's definitely something that we will be reminding you throughout the month of January and have some fun things planned. So yeah, hopefully you're enjoying the reminders. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when we started this podcast, and you know, often we talk about how like, we're really trying to change the conversation and start the conversation mm-hmm. and really talk more. Obviously, we get into the weeds of like the nitty gritty about like IEP details and stuff. But we love talking about this bigger picture idea of how can we on a more wider scale, a more, mm-hmm. you know, societal scale, global scale about, you know, changing perspectives and shifting mm-hmm how we think about individuals living with disabilities and how we can be more inclusive. And so we're really excited about our guests today to really talk about, you know, championing neurodiversity and really just promoting how amazing these individuals are and how we should be looking at them from that perspective rather than, oh, they can't, they can't, they can't. So Alyssa, we're so happy to have you on the podcast today. I am so honored and excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. We're so thrilled too. And so would you give our listeners a little background about you and how, you know, you kind of got into this role? Of course. So my name is Alyssa Lego. I am a an author, a community builder, a student. I'm a junior at Boston College, and I'm the creator behind You, Me, Neurodiversity. And we are the children's book series on a mission to really change the way we write about and read about autism and neurodiversity for young students. But Beyond all of that, and first and foremost, I am an older sister to my younger brother, Michael, who is on the spectrum and he's non-vocal. I'm also his legal guardian as well, one of his legal guardians. And I really got into this just assuming that protective older sister role and Mm -hmm. unfortunately seeing a lot of the 
ableism and discrimination that he faced as a young child, as a young student. And for me, it was really important to see what I could do to leverage my talents and leverage my interests to advocate for him and just make our corner of the world a better place. And it's been such an exciting journey, one that I really embarked on when I was 14. And I can get into that later and kind of discuss the timeline. But I I would. That's where I was going to go, Alyssa, because you like at such a young age, just really took action. What were some of the things that you did when you were 12, 13, 14? Yeah, awesome question. It's really come very full circle. So When I was 14, that was when I first decided that I wanted to just get involved with advocacy work and see Mm -hmm. what the space was like and what I could do. And Mm -hmm. I loved reading and writing. I also loved working with kids. So I collaborated with a previous fourth grade teacher of mine. So I was in eighth grade at the time, but I sat down with my fourth grade teacher and we identified this book called My Best Friend Will. It's a story about friendship and autism, autism awareness and appreciation. And we created this lesson plan program called Friends Who Are Different. So that was the Mm. very first iteration of any, you know, advocacy or programming that I had ever done. And I went to the school, my school district, and I sat down with the, the board of directors And I pitched this lesson plan program, got it into all of the elementary schools in my district, toured a bunch of schools really all over the state of New Jersey and in the East Coast as well. And then I knew that I could do more and I wanted to do more and expand Friends Who Are Different. So I was very involved in the event space and fundraising space for the next seven years, really. And then in spring 2023, it came full circle. And I knew I wanted to get back to actually writing children's books now. And that's a huge centerpiece and focal point of what we do at UME Neurodiversity. And I'm excited to get back into schools and and continue that work. So it's amazing to see how full circle it's come and really, you know, back to where I belong with elementary ed, working with kids and just really instilling these messages of acceptance and neurodiversity for the younger generation. We need to like clone you and get you in like every <laughs> you know. Thank you. Vicky and I were just talking about a couple of our cases where we're really struggling with just the whole idea of an IEP team can talk about these little details, but mm-hmm. if overall the general like perception or perspective of the teachers and the staff and even Mm -hmm. the peers Mm -hmm. isn't there. And we're not all Mm -hmm. on the same page. There's only so far we can go. And it's, you know, it's something that like we fight for. It's like one thing that we, you know, really hope to help kind of spread this message through our podcast, Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. we're only two people. Right. And you're only one person. I mean, you've got amazing partners, I'm sure. But like, I wish this was in so many more schools that we could get, more people kind of on this wavelength. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's so much of what we do is about getting into the schools, especially we're, um, of course, already gearing up for April Autism Acceptance Month and Mm -hmm. planning some Mm -hmm. school visits locally. But for anybody that is listening that um, we we actually do (laughs) offer 
our own circle time kit in a box that we sell. We're selling it through Etsy right now. And with that, it's really ideal for any educator or really anybody that's looking to spearhead their own community service project. We supply the whoever's purchasing with you meaner diversity branded swag. One of our mm. titles they get to choose. We have two titles out right now, more coming soon. Um, they get to choose one of our titles and then we have an entire kit to deliver this lesson plan with discussion points, like thought-provoking questions for the class. They're tailored for each grade. Um, so we are really looking into getting into schools physically, but that's a really great way for people to get involved as well, no matter where you are. That's awesome. I'm going to go check out that Etsy. Vicki and I both have kids at ele- low, uh, public elementary schools right now. So that would be a great holiday gift. Oh, we would pass the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe uh, when is parent like teacher appreciation? That's like coming up right at some point in the spring. That'd be a good teacher appreciation gift if families are looking to really push things. I mean, it might be too on the nose just to like give it to them whenever and not have to wait and just be like, hey, use this, like you know. (laughs) But yeah, no, I agree. I think it's not just important for the students. I think some of these teachers should have it as well. I think Amanda and I, before the holidays, just ran into a lot of just like, I don't want to say walls, but it was just like, just a very old way of thinking of labeling children and not seeing past the label. And I yeah. can imagine mm. with your sibling, like how frustrating that was. And, and I don't know that you encountered this when you were a little bit younger, but now like, are you kind of hitting those same walls where it's just like, they're just seeing the label and they're just like, not wanting to recognize, like they just have to shift the perspective. Um, I'm curious if you kind of run into any of that or that old kind of school way of thinking. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we have this this society generally tends to Mm have a very like Hollywood picture of autism Mm -hmm. that's maybe Mm -hmm. been depicted, you know, through certain movies, through certain Mm -hmm. stories. And it really overlooks, overlooks a lot of, you know, people's experiences and really with autism specifically is just brushing over the point that autism is a spectrum and, you know, Mm -hmm. you run into functioning labels like high functioning, low functioning. Well, you know, that's, it is, that's exactly, that's the right way to put it. It's an old way of thinking. And where we come from with you mean or diversity is there are so many untapped, you know, possibilities and opportunities with the younger generation. I know Mm -hmm. when I was, Mm -hmm. when I was younger, like some of the most formative lessons I learned were like through my favorite stories as a kid. So Mm -hmm. it's a really wonderful way and a wonderful outlet to teach these lessons about tolerance, respect, acceptance, Mm -hmm. in hopes that they will carry the torch and just create the next generation that is more inclusive that Mm -hmm. is you know considering these nuances that is kind of pushing against that hollywood picture of autism to paint yeah you know a more inclusive picture that's more representative of everyone's experiences yeah i mean and it can start so young i mean when i school and you know the little boy that i worked with had down syndrome but the school i worked at was one of those one in a million schools full inclusion and the amount of like joy that like just the friendships and the camaraderie like 
I don't even want to say it was just acceptance by like the peers because it went deeper than that because these kids were all together learning from each other, learning that they were all just kids together since they were in kindergarten. And it really like, there's no like minimum age, I think to like start spreading this and start teaching this to kids. So I love the idea of it's, it's not a matter of, okay, we got to teach and train teachers. It's like, if we can reach this next generation of kids, that's going to have such an impact on the next generation. We won't have to be doing these trainings, right? It would be ingrained in them. Right, right. It would just be like the way of thinking. Like it's that perspective shift, that paradigm is completely shifted, right? And I think that is important. And I just, I had asked that because I just know so often our listeners and even administrators that listen they're stopped by, you know, others that are just like not willing to see past the labels. And, and I think um, focusing on the younger generation and seeing how easily they just like pick up like so many wonderful traits, you know, like, it's just like, they're, you know, I I feel like biases are learned. They're not, you know, Mm, in our DNA, mm -hmm. they're just learned. And so hopefully they can learn a thing or two from the younger generation. And so this is wonderful. So you have the kit. What else are you working on in terms of just, you know, you, me and neurodiversity and becoming a nonprofit and things like that? Yeah, amazing question. So the main piece of what we do is our book titles. So the first mm-hmm. one we released, Max and the Tower of Acceptance. It's a really great story about a boy named Max and his journey to finding acceptance and inclusion in his classroom. Then after Max, we released Lily Finds Her Voice. And that was mm-hmm. a really fun story for me to write because my brother is non-vocal, as I mentioned mm-hmm. before. So he mm-hmm. does oftentimes use an AAC device alternative augmentative communication to communicate. So that story really hit close to home because it's about Lily and her experience, you know, using her device and trying to normalize and embrace Mm -hmm. that, you know, not just Mm -hmm. seeing verbal communication as the only way to express yourself and have your voice heard. Coming up, we have Henry gets a birthday invitation. And then Mm -hmm. in spring 2024, we will be releasing Julie Visits the Statue of Liberty, which is so fun because these are all inspired by real life experiences. Like my brother loves the Statue of Liberty and Mm -hmm. he visited and it was just such a beautiful experience. So they're all inspired by these real stories and, you know, these sometimes challenging experiences that we've had, you know, as a family that I've had as an older sister that my brother has had. And then in addition to our titles, I mentioned our circle time kit in a box that's called Mm -hmm. You, Me, We in our circle. We're selling that on Etsy right now. And then we also sell some supplemental activity books. So we have two interactive activity books out now, Colorful Minds, Colorful Worlds, a neurodiverse coloring adventure. So that was our first one. And then we just launched or released a holiday edition. And my brother loves to color. I love to color as well. Like I love those adult coloring books. Um, I know they're super popular now. And it's such a great way for my brother and I to bond. So we actually created the coloring book together and included things that we (laughs) both like. So it's like a neurodiverse take on your classic coloring book. So it's a really great way to kind of bridge that gap between the neurodiverse and neurotypical communities through coloring. So definitely looking to get some more 
more interactive activity books out as well. But yeah, that's the core of what we do. I can't tell you how often we get questions from teachers that are like, where can we find resources? Where is their curriculum about? And like, I get it. Like they, there is a little bit more than there used to be. And so then I'm sure people, you know, want, but my hope is that this is a great resource. This is where you can start, right? (laughs) I was just going to say, it's like, it's a responsibility that I weigh so heavily because, Mm -hmm. you know, the Mm -hmm. way that we write about and talk about autism and other intellectual invisible disabilities really, really matters. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. in the past, as a society, we tended to like pathologize it, but it's Mm -hmm. really time to, you know, embrace autism, for example, as just a different neurotype, a different way of seeing the world. And the more that we promote that message, write about it, instill it, especially within the younger generations, like the closer and closer we'll get to just a better place for everyone, regardless of their ability level. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we're definitely, you're our kind of people. I think the more that people like you are really touching, like I said before, like touching the classrooms, I think it's so important. So we're so happy you were able to come on today and we were able to talk about it and You know, I just love the ideas of like the practical ways that we can help, you know, kind of teach our kids. Mm -hmm. I think that's always helpful because we can talk all day long about, you know, what should happen or the change that needs to be made. But if we're not actually actively, you know, taking steps and our listeners always ask too, like Vicky had said, like, what can we do? Like, what actually can we do? So I think they're really going to love this episode. I'm so glad. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure talking to you guys and sharing our story. And Alyssa, if people wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way that they could try to contact you? Yep. So we are super active on social. You mean neurodiversity for every platform, really Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And then if you go to any of our social media, you will probably come across our link tree. So that's where you can find the links to everything, our circle time kit in a box, all of our titles, our activity books. We also just released some merchandise through that we're selling through Redbubble. So you can find all of our links, all of our affiliates right through our link tree. But if you just search You Me Neurodiversity on any platform, it'll come right up. Or if you want to get in touch with me personally, the best way to do that is through email. So that's Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Lego, L-E-G-O, I know it's long, at Gmail. Oh, no. Um, And that's the, yeah, that's the best way to get in touch with me personally. Oh, I love that because that way we could put it in the show notes and, you know, people can reach out. And that's something we find is really important because we could also, you know, pass the message along to you. But I think it's helpful when people can directly message you about any questions that they have. And Alyssa, we're just so grateful for your time. And please say hello to Michael for us and, you know, keep doing what you're doing because it's just it's amazing work and it's much needed work. Thank you. Thank you. And I will tell Michael you said hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.